Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Still reacting to what feels like the best game of the NFL season, the Baltimore Ravens up against it. Uh, it seemed as if they were uh, going to fall victim to an unbelievable comeback that was aided and abetted by Lamar Jackson having cramps. He says that it was actually cramps, although it looked awfully uh, much uh, as he was running into the locker room, like he just had to go to the bathroom, but he was there for a while and uh, this is just, the whole thing is absolutely hectic and crazy and ridiculous. Everything about that game. And you go look, I mean, look, the Ravens were known for a long time for their defense and what they were capable of doing on that side of the ball. And then their defense has really started to regress. But also, how about this Cleveland Brown offense and what they are now capable of? I mean, when you actually look at these stats, the Browns put up 33 first downs. They outgained the Ravens by over 100 yards. They were uh, they, they ran nearly 20 more plays. Baker Mayfield, 355 yards passing. Now, running the football, there's no doubt. The Ravens did a great job running the football. Average seven yards uh, a rush. But every time both of these teams got into the red zone, uh, they, they got their scores. Now, the Browns did miss a very makeable field goal, and they had all sorts of issues with their kicking game in general. But to me, I left this game 
feeling pretty good about the Browns and feeling pretty good about the Ravens for both of these teams having a chance, assuming they're in the playoffs, to go on the road and be able to get a win. Not just to make the playoffs, but to go on the road and get a win where, again, there's not going to be a substantial home field advantage. Remember, and I think this is significant, Browns sitting at 9-4 and four right now. Uh, if you had told the Browns fans, hey, you're going to split with the Titans and the Ravens, Browns fans, I think, would have taken that in a heartbeat coming into this game. Okay, now the Browns get to go on the road against the Giants, Sunday night football game. That should be a win. Then they get to play against the Jets. It's impossible, I would think, to lose to the Jets. So back-to-back games against New York teams. And then you close against the Steelers. And in that Steelers game, there may well be a situation where the Steelers are resting most of their starters. Depending on exactly how the seeding scenarios are setting up, the Steelers may not feel like they have a lot to play for. Again, depending on how the season comes down the stretch, have the Chiefs locked up the overall number one seed or not, still a lot of football to be played in the final three weeks. But my point here is the Browns could get to 12 wins. They certainly should get win 10 against the Giants, and they certainly should get win 11 against the Jets. And then the Steeler game would be a toss-up of sorts, but I'm not sure exactly where where the Steelers will be in terms of playing. So if you're out there right now, and you're a Browns fan, and you're listening to me, and you don't feel great about how everything has set up so far, again, I do think you can look at it and say, well... We have a good chance still of getting to 12-4, and four, which is a phenomenal season for the Browns, okay? What about the Ravens? Well, the Ravens have a great chance to get to 11-5. and five. So you're talking about two of the three AFC playoff spots potentially going to an 11-win team and potentially going to a 12-win team because the Ravens close out. They're sitting right now at 8-5, and five, which isn't great, but this win was must-have. And now you get the Jags, that's a win. You get the Giants, that's a win. And you get the Bengals, that's a win. I think it's possible that the Browns win out and that the Ravens win out, and we're talking about a 12-4 and four Browns team and an 11-5 and five Ravens team, both as two of the wildcard teams going forward. So all of that is set up, I think, in a way where things are going to break very much in favor of both of these teams with their final six games combined. But what a monumentally impressive game. What an insane ending given the fumble. I mean, the, 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 the safety in the end zone. Uh, given all of the plays, Lamar Jackson comes running out of the locker room, finally gotten treated for cramps right in time to go into the game on a fourth and five that probably is going to decide the game to hit Hollywood Brown, who finally lives up to his nickname and makes a big play. And then to come back down the field, I don't think we've talked enough about how reliable Justin Tucker is, which is when you get in the playoffs and how close some of these games are going to be, Justin Tucker just bombs through perfectly a 55-yarder to win the game. Browns fans got to go to this game. It was great to see some crowds present there. And ultimately, I think both of these teams, even though it stings to lose this one if you're a Browns fan, 
I think you'll look at the rest of the schedule and you say, hey, what we did against the Titans and what we did against the Ravens proves that we are for real in terms of being able to get into the postseason and feel like not just we're going to make the playoffs, but once we make the playoffs, we have a chance to win a game if we are there. I think that's what you have to take away. And for the Ravens, I think now you have to start to ask the question, are they more dangerous playing from the perspective of the underdog than they were as the favorite when they were playing at home? Because I'll tell you this right now. If you are the Steelers, who would be the two seed right now, if you are the Bills, who would be the three seed, or if you're the Titans, who would be the three seed, or sorry, the four seed, I don't think any of those teams are looking forward and thinking, my goodness, I would love to be able to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Now, again, I think the Ravens can get a little bit of a run going. They can win their final five games, and everything can break pretty well for them going forward. Now, every Tuesday, we always give you the top five and the bottom five in the NFL. So uh, as we start off the second hour of the program, I will give you the top five teams. And then as we start off the third hour of the program, I will give you uh, the bottom uh, five teams. And by the way, Barton Simmons scheduled to join us next. A lot of you not aware of this because it's been such a crazy sporting calendar, but tomorrow is signing day in college football. So all of the best college football teams are going to be signing their classes. Barton Simmons is the lead college football analyst for 24-7 sports for recruiting purposes. And so he will break down what he thinks of those classes and, uh, and everything else going forward. So here we go with my top five teams in the uh, in the NFL right now. It's not a big surprise, I don't think, to anybody. Chiefs are my number one team. Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're obviously going to win the AFC. would be, I think, a prohibitive favorite to do so. They seem to be ready to get to the postseason, playing to the level of competition the last several weeks. I think they're going to go 15-1. and one. I really do. They're sitting at 21-1 and one in their last 22 football games. So I've got the Chiefs as the overall best team in the NFL. I don't know how you can argue against them right now. In the second spot, I'm still going to have the Saints because I know they lost to the Eagles, but I still feel like when Drew Brees comes back, Their defense and offense combination, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill is still the Swiss Army knife. I feel like the Saints are going to still be the best overall NFC team. I've got the Packers slotted in at the third spot. I am bumping then the Bills up to four, and that might be a little bit low even for where the Bills should be. And then I have got the Rams at five. Yes, I am dropping the Steelers out of my top five NFL teams. So, in order, Chiefs, Saints, Packers, Bills, and Rams. I am bumping the Rams up based on what I have seen from Sean McVay's team and also based on the fact that he plays, his team does, in the toughest division in all of the NFL, the NFC West. Chiefs 1, Saints 2, Packers 3, Bills 4, Rams 5. I've dropped the Steelers out of my top five. What say you about my top five, Dub? 
Not a lot to disagree with. And by the way, this week we're going to have a matchup between your number one and number two teams down That's in right. New Orleans with the Chiefs going on the road. But we still don't know exactly about uh, Drew Brees' health and whether he's going to be out, out playing or not. Fair enough. I'd probably have Green Bay at number two at this point, especially if you're looking forward in the playoff picture because I think I Green, like the Saints defense better than the Packers defense. I agree with that, but I think if if the NFC goes through Green Bay, I think that's a yeah, huge thing because the weather's factor. Because you look at the all, all the other contenders in the NFC with New Orleans, LA, Tampa Bay. Yep. Those are all warm weather or dome teams. So that could be a huge factor come playoff time. No doubt. That's a great point, especially about uh, the way things may break if Lambeau Field, which wouldn't have fans, but the weather would be the significant home field advantage there, particularly, as you just mentioned, because a lot of the other teams in the NFC are warm weather uh, locales. And by the way, I can't wait until not this Sunday, but next Sunday when the Titans go on the road there. That should be pretty interesting to see because you presume that the Titans are going to beat uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the Lions this weekend. And if that happens, 10-win Titan team going on the road in Lambeau, I believe that's a Sunday night football game. Derrick Henry with a chance. We saw already what Dalvin Cook was able to do against that Packers uh, defense. The Packers would be favored in that game, certainly, but I would love to see what would happen. I mean, that's a monumentally massive game uh, a couple of days after Christmas on December 27th that could have major seeding implications in both the NFC with the Packers and also in the AFC as it pertains to the AFC South and the seeding there as well. All right, when we come back, we will break down uh, the upcoming college football signing day. And then after Barton Simmons, we'll talk more about an absolutely electric Monday night football game. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I know it's a crazy year in sports and a crazy year in general, and I feel like things just sneak up on me all the time. You know, I'll be sitting around and I'll be like, I don't even know what month it is hardly. Day of the week is hard to keep tabs on. And the fact that signing day is going to be tomorrow is crazy. So you, a lot of you sitting around right now, you're like, what? Yeah, college football signing day. Because usually they used to have it in February. And uh, then they added the new early signing period, but at least usually like you have all the conference title games played and there's like a couple of weeks to get your breath. And instead we got games going on Saturday. We'll figure out who's going to be in the playoff. And in the meantime, we've got a lot of high school kids come Wednesday morning that are going to be signing. And we bring in Barton Simmons, who I feel like we bring in, this is like the fifth straight year we've done it on OutKick. I used to have him on uh, The Zone when I did my local show in Nashville because he's an expert in in the high school recruiting business and college football ranking. And Barton, does it seem just as weird to you, even as a guy who's been doing this for a while, that, hey, here we are again in this, and all of a sudden signing day is here? For sure. Yeah, I mean, you you said it snuck up on you. It snuck up on me, too. I mean, it's... uh, this is a cycle. I mean, obviously, it's a bizarre year. It's been no camps or combines for the most part, uh, no visits for these kids. Uh, the the signing days are pro- literally like usually you talk about sort of we went from the, the, the February signing day to the early signing day and now yeah. to the pandemic signing day. And if you think about it, back in the February signing day, you could, you could be a new coach hire. Yeah. And – it was almost a good thing. If, if you were if you were taking over a new program and you had like a month and a half 
to get just to hit the ground and running as hard as you could to try to get kids to come play for you. And just from everybody yeah. and poach and, and, and just grind, and then all of a sudden you look up and you got a really good class. Well, in the early signing period stuff, you can't do that anymore. You just don't have the time. And now we're in the pandemic signing period, and, and like coaches are getting hired and fired two days before signing day. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's just a very odd year, as you mentioned. Pretty much everyone is in a game week right now. Um, so it's, uh, we're all sort of figuring this out as we go and it should be an interesting day. What percentage of recruits do you think are going to sign on Wednesday? Like, so usually I think it had gotten to the point where it was like 75 or 80% of the top players would sign early. Do you still anticipate or do you think more will hold off? What's the vibe so far as you can tell in terms of who's signing and who's waiting? Yeah, last three classes it was like 74, 81, 82%, I think was the was the way it was trending. And I would have expected in a typical year you just it would have just settled in at around 80, 81, 82% of prospect side, but I, I do I, and I don't know the answer to the question, but I do yeah. wonder. I kind of I kind of suspect that maybe that number's going to tick down a little bit back to back to 65% or something like that because think about it. I mean, a bunch of kids are signing with schools they've never visited. Like yeah. a lot of it's kids crazy. are doing that. Never, yeah. never stepped on foot on campus. Um, and and you know, likewise, a bunch of bunch of coaches are signing kids they've never seen. You know, they don't even, in some cases, have a really firm grasp on just sort of their size and that kind of stuff. And so, um, it, it just has created a little bit more uncertainty. Um, you know, one anecdote I've been telling, like I had a, a group of five coach hit me up and was like, you know what, we're not even sure. Like we know we're going to have X number of players sign, um, but we got another X number of players that are, are just waiting to see which of our upperclassmen are going to opt back in for an additional year of, of COVID eligibility and, and how that's going to affect their opportunity for playing time. Yeah. And so there's things like that that you wouldn't even really think about that are present in this cycle that could create some more uncertainty and, and uh, cause some guys to hold off. There are a lot of people that have asked me this, including my wife, and I haven't looked into the research enough, but the number of scholarships usually for college football is 85. They now are not counting this season for COVID uh, because of eligibility purposes, so you can come back and play again. How are the scholarship numbers going to work going forward? And how do they – I know you know next year, theoretically, the seniors could come back, but it adds up and becomes an issue not just for next year but for the years ahead too. Have you heard officially what they're going to do, what the numbers are going to be? How are they going to even handle scholarship limitations? It's really interesting. So, uh, you know, next year, you know, 85 is the scholarship number. Um, if, you've, if, you've exhausted, if you would have exhausted your eligibility this season, you can come back. Really, everyone, everyone's getting a free year this year. It doesn't count yeah, against the eligibility. Right. And so next year, you can be above that 85 limit. Um, but as I understand it, in 2022, you've got to be back to 85. And so what that's going to mean is, you know, while seniors this year can come back and, and to no penalty and you can be 96 players or whatever it is, and by the time the juniors uh, are seniors, uh, and, and, and by the time the juniors' typical eligibility would have run out and they have that additional year in 2022, you got to be back down to 85. And so at that point, uh, some colleges are going to be faced with the decision, okay, do we want these upperclassmen back that – have run their course from a, you know, a typical 
standpoint, but but maybe want that additional year of eligibility. Do we say no thanks? Like you can't come back. You've got your degree. See you. Thanks for for your efforts and give that spot to a freshman. Or do we take a smaller 22 class and and say you know what we got too many guys coming back on the roster among the upperclassmen. So what I think is could could actually happen is there could be class of 2022 scholarships that just evaporate, just aren't there because there's not enough scholarship spots available on rosters based on teams letting some players come back for additional years of eligibility. Now, on the flip side, though, there again, I think you're going to see a lot of schools just say, hey, you graduated, you got your four years here, we did our job, we got to fulfill your spot with an underclassman even if you want to take that additional year of eligibility. So to answer your question, though, it's complex, and it's really interesting to see how these um, – personnel folks are, are going to manage the situation not to mention then you toss in the new transfer rule right so right. you've got i mean managing the numbers is going to turn into almost like you need a salary cap guru who's just in charge of the scholarships <laughs> right. to try to figure out scholarships right yeah well i mean then think about it too so all those things i talked about in terms of the uncertainty about this recruiting cycle and why guys might be holding off and might not have as much information um, think about that and, and now toss in the free one-time transfer rule that's coming down and, and think about all the transfers that are about to start popping up. I mean, it's already it's been a, a crazy movement in that direction. And now if you add just that other wrinkle of just how many guys are going to be sold a bad bill of goods or vice versa with the colleges, you know, the, the transfer portal is going to be popping. And so I think it's just a very it's it's a, it's an interesting situation because right now college personnel departments have to have sort of a a college scouting side. Uh, you you got to you got to mine that transfer portal in the same way you got to recruit your your own state. And uh, the, the the teams that do it well are going to be you know able to, to to kind of really find an angle. I know this is going to stun you, um, but I'm looking at the composite rankings. I shouldn't say stun you. It's going to stun my listeners. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, Clemson are the top five right now. They've been the top five for like a decade. Uh, who is impressing you? Oregon sliding up uh, a decent amount there. Uh, who yeah. is impressing you? And is this going to be a day where – I don't even know the answer on this. Are they going to have a lot of announcements like they ordinarily would for signing day or because of COVID, is that kind of going to disappear? What is the day going to feel like if you are a college football fan? And by the way, you mentioned, um, I'll answer that question, but uh, you're right. I mean, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, all of the, the, the typical usual suspects. That said, Clemson at five is higher than they usually are. Last year was Clemson's highest-ranked class of all time. This year, potentially even higher. Um, so in that sense, like Clemson is is like just now starting to hit its stride from a recruiting standpoint. Like the best is yet to come from Clemson is sort of the point there. So don't expect things to slow down there because they're actually recruiting better than ever. Um, they're typically kind of a 10 to 15 recruiting class, and they just maximize those guys. And now they're they're actually recruiting five stars. Um, and that new movie, the by end, the way, on ESPN Plus, just hooked them up for the next my uh, 
Have you seen that yet? The safety movie, like my ten-year-old was watching. I've seen the for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I don't, if you watched that yet, it looks. He loved it. it. My ten, my ten-year-old watched it. It's going to be like the Rudy of their generation. So every kid (laughs) on the planet, like, is going to be like, "Oh, Clemson's the best school ever. I've got to go to Clemson." It's it's probably the best. And I'm not even kidding about this. The games themselves are certainly the best recruiting tools. But in terms of a pop culture impact, and if people don't know what I'm talking about, they made a movie about one of Clemson's football players who had to raise, I think it was his little brother, uh, and uh, and and had him on campus and everything else. And my 10-year-old, it's on Disney+, Plus. It's only been out a few days. My 10-year-old has already watched it. All of his, uh, he had his buddies over the other day after our basketball game. They were playing in the backyard. They were all sitting around talking about it. Like every 10-year-old in America is going to have seen safety by the time, you know, Christmas Day is here, basically. As if Clemson needed any more help. Yeah, right. Um, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's it's the greatest thing ever for Clemson. So, uh, so you're saying now they're kind of going to even more of an elite status than they have before. Who else is out there that you think, and, and I, I think I asked, like, what is it going to look like? Are we going to have a typical, you know, like hat, hat ceremony kind of day, or what do you anticipate? Yeah, we will. I mean, there's going to be certainly uh, uh, a lot of announcements uh, over the course of the day, and, you know, there'll be more Zoom announcements than the the typical kind of big uh, press conference, signing day ceremonies in a high school gym, I'm sure, but it'll look different, but we'll still have plenty of announcements. And I, again, I think that you could see some flips, decommitments, things of that nature. Um, but, you know, like there's still, for example, like the, the, the All-American Bowl is a, is a game I'm associated with and we I picked the roster for. And so uh, there is no All-American Bowl this year because of all the COVID issues. And so instead on January 2nd, there's going to be a kind of a commitment show where I think about 12 guys are making their college decisions on that show. So there's some, you know, in addition to that, there is, uh, and that's got some of the best players in the country and some of the five-star types, but uh, on Wednesday, there's going to be, and and Thursday and Friday too, honestly, over the course of the week, there'll be several commitments and and big commitments at that. Um, But so, yeah, I mean, there's going to be news, there's going to be stories, there's going to be narrative, um, but again, colleges also have to split the day preparing for whatever game they got this weekend. So it's going to be a little less pop probably from the college programs just because they're busy, but uh, there'll be plenty of action on the recruiting front. Talking to Barton Simmons, 24-7 sports national recruiting analyst. Are there players that you have seen? I know this is a different kind of year. Are there players that you have seen enough of to be like, hey, these guys have the potential to be difference makers next year in college football. In other words, are there guys who are freakish enough talents that they're standing out to you in that respect? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, um, they're, they're you know they're everywhere. I think the, I would say just off the top of my head, I mean, some of the guys like the, our number one player in the country, the number one player in our twenty four seven sports composite, a guy named Corey Foreman. He might go to USC, might go to LSU, might go to Clemson, Georgia, Arizona State. Um, he is he is a lot like uh, Chase Young, um, big defensive end that is just sort of a uh, a freak body type, freak athlete, um, and and so he's going to be a guy that is, is is a major impact player. I think you know Ohio State right now is just recruiting wide receivers. Uh, under Brian Hartline as well as any better than anybody in the country. They're getting a kid from Washington named Emeka Buka, 
who is uh, incredibly polished, incredibly physical, incredibly fast. Um, you know, Leonard, Miami's got two five stars this year, which is, you know, that's, that's big for them. Uh, Leonard Taylor and James Williams, a couple freak defensive players. So th- th- these guys are, are all over the class, and there's definitely the, the fair share of elite players. And sure, we would have liked to have seen them compete head to head, the All American Bowl, and, and that kind of stuff. But there's still a lot of guys in this cycle that we're very confident are, uh, are, are going to be making a splash early. Any other any teams in particular that you think, hey, at the end of Wednesday signing day, this is going to be a story? You know, USC could could make a pretty strong close. Um, you know, it, as far as predicting teams that kind of win the day, USC's got a shot there. Um, and again, Corey Foreman's announced on January second. He's signing tomorrow, but won't announce until January second. And so. Uh, you know, that, that's a guy that they could land. Um, LSU, you know, despite the season they're having, they're recruiting at a really high level, and, and they, could, they could make some moves. Georgia uh, has been really – under Kirby Smart, Georgia has – they've won a lot of signing days. I mean, you know, we're talking about winning the cycle and winning the day. Georgia has, has, has done a heck of a job winning a lot of those days because they just managed to kind of save enough in the back of the bag there where they can just sort of pull it out and, and, and have a couple surprises that no one saw coming. So Georgia certainly is a contender there as well. Um, and Florida, you know, Florida's, Florida's in the mix for some big names. Uh, so, you know, there's, that, that's typically kind of where things uh, wind down to on signing day is sort of those SEC programs. They're the ones that are all jostling for the same guys late. And a bunch of those programs have a chance to make some moves on Wednesday. We're talking to Barton Simmons, national recruiting analyst, 24-7 sports. What happens at a program like Auburn? Like, were you stunned that Auburn fired Gus Malzahn? Not even that they made the decision to do it, but that they fired him right before signing day. And how in the world does that work for a program like Auburn um, that already has committed recruits? But how does that process play out? Yeah, um, I was stunned that they fired. I was I was surprised that they fired him. The signing day timing, um, I, I kind of understand because it almost looks worse if you wait till after all those guys sign and then you fire him. You almost yeah. have to make the move before the kids sign. Otherwise, you, you know those guys are going to want out of their LOIs. You got to let them out of their LOIs, and it's just sort of a bad look. And so, I guess I understand making the move before signing day, and probably. I mean, look, you, you should never, especially, we talked about the transfer portal, especially with the ability to supplement with the transfer portal now, you can't, I don't think you can ever make a decision on a coach based on one recruiting class, you know, based on who's in there and guys that got committed, oh, don't fire them because they'll lose this class or, you know, we got we to gotta hire this guy before the, the early signing period so he can get the, like, we don't even know who, which of these guys are going to be good. I mean, we think we know. We got an idea. But uh, I, I think Auburn just, look, they just felt like they needed to move on. And, hey, uh, maybe Kevin Steele is the guy that they, they keep, in which case uh, that's a guy that has been an elite recruiter throughout his recruit career and has spent some time at Alabama uh, running that recruiting department. And so uh, I think there's angles that Auburn can take this that, uh, that can really be a boon for their recruiting, even this cycle. Um, now, now, granted, they were going to have a pretty good day. They were going to land a few really uh, elite players, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that they might not land at this point, or maybe, 
maybe they'll get pushed off until the next signing period. But, uh, I mean, I think that they, depending on how this plays out and who they get, even if it is a guy like Kevin Steele, they got a chance to have a pretty strong February, I would imagine. Last question for you. I think you were high school teammates with Clark Lee, who is now the Vanderbilt head football coach. What is Clark Lee like? What does it feel like to now know that you played high school football with a Power 5 head coach? Clay, I'm telling you, man, he's incredible. I mean, I really mean that. And and he is he is as – I've been around a lot of coaches, I re- and, and, and I know that there's a bias here with Clark. I know him, and I've, I've had access and insight and, and been able to watch him maybe in – and in, in, to a level that I haven't had a chance to with, with some others, but I've never seen a better coach. I've never seen a better teacher. I've never, you know, he is a guy, and, and, and that's just not me saying it. I mean, you can talk to anyone that's, that's coached with him or played under him. Get them on the show. Get them on the record. I guarantee you that they'll echo that. Um, he's just, uh, he's an incredible communicator. He's a great teacher. He, he understands big picture. He understands how in today's game relationships matter and building trust and building culture matter more so than the X's and O's. Um, I think he's, I think he's going to do such a good job at Vanderbilt. And uh, I think that's a, I think that's a dream hire for them. And I, and I think that, and I know that that's, you know, sort of um, you, you just have to trust me on that because how do you know? But I think a lot of people will kind of see it as soon as his intro press conference takes place. Uh, you'll, you'll see a lot of those things because um, he's a super authentic person. He's a super thoughtful and conscientious person, and he is a, he's a heck of a football coach. Did you ever think that he would be a coach when you guys were playing high school? Were you on the same team together playing high school football? Yeah, no. To, to, I'll tell you, to be honest with you, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't have picked him out in high school as the guy that, that would be. But very early, but he went and he, walked, he played baseball in, in college, and then he walked on at Vanderbilt. And at some point along that way, he he became very focused and and driven, uh, and and goal oriented in terms of being the best coach he could be. And the way he's evolved over the over the last fifteen years, twenty years, is unbelievable. I mean, just absolutely made himself into what he is in a very intentional way. And so, no, I would not have picked him out among our team. We had a really good football team. And, and look, and I played with the, the head coach of BGA was on our team, Jonas Rodriguez, the head coach of CPA, Ingle Martin, just won a state championship. Um, you know, we had several guys that played Division One football. Like we had a – it was a great group. Uh, I, I, Clark would have been down the list a little bit in high school, but it's a he is a – he has built himself into something that is really, I think, really special, really unique. So you'll be excited to go watch Vanderbilt play, maybe in a way you weren't before. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think, uh, and I think a lot of Nashvilleians will feel the same way as uh, as they get to know him as well. It's Martin Simmons from Twenty Four Seven Sports. Tomorrow signing day, going to be fun. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Monday night football. What an epic game. My thanks to Barton Simmons, who just uh, hung out with us to talk about the upcoming day of signing day, early signing day, which is going to be tomorrow, uh, which should be interesting to follow as it's totally crazy, like many things are in the world of sports, where many of these college recruits are committing to schools that they've never actually visited because they haven't allowed official visits to campus since they shut them down back in March. And so a lot of these interactions have been via Zoom. They've been remote. It's been totally difficult and abnormal in the larger uh, in the larger situation. All right. I want to bring in Dub to close out the second hour. Amazing Monday night football game. Just absolutely phenomenal on so many different levels. I started off the hour saying... If I'm a Browns fan or if I'm a Ravens fan, what I learned in that game last night was my team is good enough not only to make the playoffs, but they're good enough to go on the road and actually win a playoff game. And I think if you look at the Ravens' remaining schedule, they're probably going to go 11-5. and And I think if you look at the remaining schedule for the Cleveland Browns, there's a decent chance that they go 11-5 and or that they go 12-4. and Right. I mean, because it's possible they beat the Steelers to end the season, all of those scenarios in play. But I feel like we watched two playoff teams go toe to toe, throwing punches back and forth. And I feel like if you are a Browns fan and you were a little bit unhappy with how things went with Baker Mayfield last year with all the hype this year, I feel as if he's come back and given you signs that he can be a good quarterback in the NFL. And if you're a Ravens fan, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense has looked nowhere near the same level that it did last year. And that was probably the best performance that their offense has put out there all season, even with the Lamar Jackson absence for part of the fourth quarter, which may have allowed this game to be close. All right, so, Dub. What did you think about pretty amazing quote from Lamar Jackson to uh, to to the media? I didn't pull a Paul Pierce. I was cramping. Now, of course, if you're a sports fan and you remember when Paul Pierce got taken out on the <laughs> on the wheelchair, that's one of the all time. You know, I like to say debap on my shows. Uh, don't be a pussy willow. That's one of the all time pussy willow moves by Paul Pierce going out <laughs> in the wheelchair. And that was great that Lamar Jackson referenced that. But the whole situation, he looked like he needed to go to the bathroom. Now, he may have also been cramping, and he may have needed to get IVs in there as well. But I just keep coming back to, if Trace McSorley doesn't get injured, I'm not sure that Lamar Jackson comes in for that fourth down play. What I mean, I, they had to take a break. They had to take a little bit of time. I think it was the two-minute warning. So they had a little bit of time for him to get out there. But I'm not sure you run in Lamar Jackson for the fourth down play if Trace McSorley can go. And if Trace McSorley had gotten injured a little bit earlier, what would they have done? J.K. Dobbins in the Wildcat when Lamar Jackson was not yet back out of the locker room? I mean, this whole game was just an incredible series of improbable events. And by the way, if you are a gambler, an absolutely brutal final play of the game to allow the Ravens to cover... And if you're a gambler who had the Ravens, you just got your Christmas bonus in a big way. No doubt about that at all. And your question about McSorley and and Jackson coming back, I think is a fair one because it kind of timed out perfectly. Obviously, injuries never come at a great time. 
But the two-minute warning being there, I think, definitely helped Jackson get back on the field. And you mentioned you were talking about the AFC playoff picture earlier in the program. I don't think I want any part of the Baltimore Ravens in the first round of the playoffs if I'm Buffalo or Pittsburgh or your Tennessee Titans. Because to me, when I'm watching Lamar these last two weeks, he's looking to run. It, it, it looks like he's going one option, then he's just taking off. He had 13 carries, 94 yards against Dallas, and then last night, nine carries for 124. I don't want to play Lamar Jackson if he's looking to run at all. I just think the pressure on the Ravens is going to be totally absent this year if they're in the playoffs, which they should be with their final three. When you go on the road as the underdog in the playoffs, especially without a major home field advantage anywhere, I just I don't feel that there's very much that you are afraid of. And so I feel like the Ravens could get hot. I also feel like the Browns could win a game. And whoever the other wild card team ends up being, strong chance, I think, that your other wild card team. So if I'm predicting right now, I think the three wild card teams based on schedule will be either the Titans or the Colts, whoever doesn't win the AFC South. Then I think it'll be the Ravens and I think it'll be the Browns. I mean, we'll talk about more of this at the top of the third hour. This NFL playoffs is setting up to be special. This, by the way, is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hey it's jonas knox all right game off we gotta pause here to talk more about monopoly go i know what you're saying flag on the play you already talked about that but there's just so much good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much to get unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!